Mark chapter 8, verse 22. And then it read on this wise. They came to Bethsaida. <clears throat> Some people brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had put saliva on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, can you see anything? And the man looked up and said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he looked intently, and his sight was restored. Say restored. Restored. And he said everything he saw everything clearly. Then he sent him away to his home saying, do not even go into the village. For the time that I have on this Sunday evening, I'm going to put a title on this text. What you see ain't really what you see. Or for those that know, what you see ain't what you get. In this text today, Jesus has just healed the blind man. This Text is a literal event because the nature of Jesus' mission during the chapter was a faith renewal mission. A mission, if you read the text, it shows us how Jesus was about renewing faith. Jesus fed the multitudes with seven loaves and a few small fish. Jesus blessed it and broke it, and then after Jesus and the disciples left, Jesus was tested and tried by the Pharisees and failed to yield to their test. Jesus did this to show them that I am who sent me. Next, Jesus and the disciples crossed the lake towards Bethsaida, and the disciples began to argue about who left the bread on the other side. Jesus had to question the disciples as to their witness and what they had heard, but most importantly, who they were with. Jesus had a question for the disciples because oftentimes disciples are the ones that's going to stir up the most Heck and confusion in your life. Can I get an amen? amen? When you have people that are following you, they are close to you and they're close to you, so they say things to you that can only get to you because they're close to you. So the disciples said some things to Jesus, and Jesus is not confused, Jesus is not befuddled, Jesus is not messed up, but Jesus says, Guess what? I am who sent me. So when we get to the text, uh, Jesus has a way of having you to do a self-evaluation. The kind that takes a full-scale view of your life, a full-scale view of your accomplishments, your shortcomings, and your downfalls. Mm. All for you to recognize that without God that you are dead in your trespasses and sin, and Jesus will sit to do for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Of the preceding verses is that Jesus gets your attention before getting your attention. Uh, hang out with me. I'm taking you somewhere. Uh, after the disciples had argued and Jesus and the disciples arrived at Bethsaida, Jesus is brought a man who was blind. Hmm. In the midst of the man's blindness, he knew he was with greatness. Jesus grabs the man's hand. Let me tell you, God does his best work, church, alone. If you don't believe me, the songwriter wrote, I come to the garden alone, while the dew is still on the roses. Alone is where God works on you. Alone is where God gets your attention. No place to run, no place to hide. Just the two of you locked up, tied up, loved up, tangled up. It's how God wants you to be with him. 
Jesus has the blind man all to himself. Jesus doesn't say a mumbling word. He just spits on his eyes. The tragedy is that the man was blind, church. The tragedy is the man is blind. But the irony is that Jesus performs another miracle, but at the point of captivation, because the man, although he could not see, Jesus was able to spit on his situation. <laughs> There's no secret what God can do. That that he did for others, he'll do the same for you. I wish I had about three folk here that understand that the doctor gave up on you, but you need Jesus to spit on your situation. You got more months than money, but you need Jesus to spit on your situation. Sometimes when you get alone with God, you ain't got to say a mumbling word. And that's when Jesus Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I, I'm feeling this thing now. I'm feeling it. Okay. I wish I had some folk here that understands, that understands. Allow me to digress. Uh, that, some, that understands that when Jesus stops by, he opens up the windows of heaven and he pours you out a blessing that you would not have room to receive. You have prayed all night and you've tarried all night and God ain't showed up. But when God shows up, he just spits. Now let me get it clear. Let me, let me get this clear. Let me set the record straight. I want you to know, church, that spit is nasty. Yeah. Uh, let, let me clear that now. Spit ain't cute. <laughs> spit ain't nice. Spit is mucus, and mucus is phlegm, and phlegm is bacteria leaving your body. The reverend is a tad bit learned. Now, what you have to understand is that spit can cause you to lose your last black nerve, your last white nerve, your last whether you happy, whether you sad, let somebody spit on you, spit around you, spit in your area, you just ain't gonna be happy. But oftentimes, oftentimes, that what's good for you had to happen to you. My goodness, see what happens is, let me dissect this, let me dissect this. See, Jesus has made a meal for the multitude, well, Shaking the dust. Let somebody put their funky 
feet on you and that's just like sitting at you. So I'm going to set the dust off my feet. He was led to a man. But in order to go, you have to be willing to go. Understand that faith without works is what? Dead. Then the man had to be taken. So in order for the man to be removed from where he was, he had to be willing to go where Jesus was. So understand you don't have any sight, but yet you're going to go somewhere when somebody has to take you. You don't see the road that's in front of you. But understand you have to have faith because that's the only way that God's going to stop by your address. Hey, hey, hey. The Bible lets me know that faith is the evidence of things hopeful. The evidence of things what? Not seen. Amen. Amen. Now that Jesus has spit on the man's eyes, Jesus asked the man, can you see anything now? Some would subscribe that Jesus was inadequate in performing his works, but this is far from the case. Some of us just don't see because we don't want to see. Some of us just don't hear because we don't want to hear. I'm sorry if, if, if this is going to be tight and right. Some of us prolong our own struggles. Sometimes we delay our own deliverance. Had we really wanted to get out of that situation, we could have. Had we really wanted to do better, we could have. But we became comfortable with compromise and we became complacent with being comfortable. Truth be told, that is how God found you. Somebody here got tired of being tired. We're sick being sick and yielded to God in their life. I believe the blind man was tired of being blind and those taking care of him was tired too. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just have to keep this 100. If you got to take care of somebody blind, you can't do for yourself either. I know somebody's right man right now. If you got to take care of somebody and you got an agenda for your life, guess what? It's kind of hard to get to what you got to do because you got to take care of somebody else. But hang out with me. I'm letting you know there ain't nothing wrong with that. Because in that, you get blessed also. All they heard is that Jesus was coming to town. So they grabbed the blind man and they made haste. They just kept going. And guess what? We all have to get off of our blessed assurance and know that Jesus is ours. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. All I'm saying is Jesus took the blindness away. But the man wanted to see what he wanted to see. He didn't know the forest from the trees. I believe he was hoping to see something other than that that he saw. But don't you understand that each day when Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Oh, I know I got some Bible readers here. Jesus has to show you a little bit. <laughs> because guess what? Jesus can't show you everything at once. Jesus can't show you everything at once. If Jesus had showed you that you was going to mess up on that job, I'm sorry, let me not go there. If Jesus had showed you you were going to mess up on that inheritance, mess up on that money, mess up in that relationship, mess up in your finances, guess what? You would not have been able to understand that then. Because if somebody tells you, I know somebody here has kids, right? If you tell your kids, don't go down that road, what they going to do? Go down that road. But understand, as parents, we can see things at once. They can't see. What, what happened when Peter got out the boat? He was walking on the water, but it's only when Jesus took him, when, when Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to see because Jesus saw where Peter was going. Now understand, understand. I mean, just hang out with me for a little bit. I'll get you out of here. We're not going to microwave Jesus, but I'll get you home for the 6 o'clock news. Now what happens here? The man stated, yes, I see 
I used to watch this show, Conjunction Junction, What's Your Function? So the word but cancels out anything that precedes it. I'm happy, but then you're not happy. I was going to, but then you're not going to. The man says, yes, I see people, but I can't see them clearly. Seeing clearly here, church, is relative. Seeing is actually not the point I'm trying to make here. The passage is showing you what happens when Jesus steps into your life. You go from blind, you go from not able to see, you go from deaf, you go from crippled to being able to walk. Y'all didn't get that. Being able to see, being able to hear. Okay, that's what happens when Jesus steps in your life. The blinders are removed, the shackles are removed, the fetters are removed from your life. And I want to let you know, church, I'm no longer amazed by what God will do. I'm amazed by what he won't do. See, he cleans up all the mess inside of you and presents you new. Because if he presents the old you, the old you ain't been tested. The old you ain't been tried. The old you ain't been washed in the blood. So therefore, you will give up and throw in the towel. And because God ain't cleaned you up, God wants some folk that's on the battlefield over here. God wants some folk that ain't willing to give up. God wants some folk that can stand flat-footed in front and say, Oh, Christ, a solid rock, I stand. Right? But God 
God is trying to get us reconnected to him. Stop looking at everybody else. Understand the blind man has been blind for many years. People have been leading him from house to house, kitchen to kitchen, bathroom to bathroom, store to store. But guess what? When they brought him to Jesus, everything was restored. That's, that's what God is trying to do. And understand that when you get your healing, when you get your deliverance, when you get some faith, when you get a belief system, when you recognize what God is doing in your life, there's some things that must change. Some things must change. See, Jesus touched the blind man because the blind man lost his sight, church. While having no sight, he got sight, but still didn't have any sight. I know it sounds confusing, and it was out of focus. Because what did he say? It looked like trees. So Jesus had to go back for a double take. Not because he didn't do it right the first time. It's because the man missed his blessing. Y'all didn't get that. Y'all didn't get that. See, when Jesus asks you a question, I'm going to let you know I'm a little learned. I, I, I didn't go to seminary. See, him being omniscient, what, what does omniscient mean? There you go. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. That means he has all power. He knows all things. He can do whatever he wants because he's sovereign. Now, why would Jesus have a need to ask you a question if he's all power, all knowing? I'm glad I got somebody that understands. See, Jesus wanted to recognize from this man, do you see what you're supposed to see? Because, see, when somebody spits, they're in your face. The man's looking at the people around him, but they look like trees. That means that he was out of focus. He was out of focus for who was in front of him. Now understand, he asked him, can you see? He didn't ask him about what was around him. I'm going, I'm going. Jesus touched his eyes and the sight was completely restored. And I can see clearly now, the ring is gone. Now that Jesus has restored the sight of the Jesus says to him, now look, 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 look. Now I restored your sight. But what I want you to do, now I restored your sight, is you can't go back from where you came. Now I can't get too deep into that, because I'm pretty sure I got some traveling men in this congregation, but you can't go back which you came. Understand there's some things that take place when Jesus steps in your life. Now, just hang out with me. I promise you. I won't be before you long. But when you hang in with Jesus, let me, wow. let me break this down very charismatically. When you hang in with Jesus, it's more than a homeboy situation. <laughs> Understand, you hanging out with the king. You, you hanging out with the man that knows the man. The, the man that was sent from the man from up above. You hanging out with Jesus. So when you hanging out with Jesus, you can't go back the same way you left. I got some Bible scholars here. So, what happened with the woman who had an issue of blood? She went to Jesus, and, and that we may put it parenthetically that she thrown the crowd. That meant that she pushed through the crowd with all her might. She pushed through the crowd with everything she had, and all she had to do, all she needed to do, was touch the H E M. Oh, but when she touched the H E M, the H E M touched the H I M. She was restored. So when she got from her place of 
of affliction and got to a place of restoration. That's when the praise went out. She came to Jesus crawling, but she stood up. And Jesus said, I feel something left out of me. Something that moved out of me. And the woman's trying to scurry around. She's trying to get away from me. Jesus said, wait a minute. Isn't it? And the woman was restored. She came to Jesus. You can't leave from Jesus the same way he came up. It's the same as same as good. See, funny. And I like to break your consciousness. What question would be how would the man have gotten to Jesus had not the village people taken him? <laughs> The Lord of Lords, the very people that have brought me to the King of Kings, the very people that have brought me to my Emmanuel, the very people that have brought me to you who have died for my sins, not yet, but died for my sins and, and all this good stuff. I can't go back and tell them about the goodness of the Lord. Oh, y'all, y'all can get that. Y'all can get that. What's interesting here, and I have to put it in a literal bit, when we get a new car, we put it on Facebook. I'm sorry, did I say that? <laughs> when we got a new job, we put it on uh, Twitter. And we want everybody to be happy for us. But how about the day you get saved, you put that on Facebook? The, same, the day you turned your sins down, and you done went in the pool, and you done got dumped, and guess what? All your sins is in the sea of forgiveness. How now? How about you just rejoice in that? But the man wanted to go back. Jesus already knew this. That's why he told him not to go back. Because many of us miss our blessing, church, because we're so busy trying to brag of it. Oh, oh man. I don't know, Walker. They might not invite me back no more when I say this, but, but guess what? If you really with Christ, it's already on you. So ain't gonna wanna be ain't. Yes, I said ain't. Ain't gonna wanna be around you no more. Them folk that ain't going the right way, not doing the right thing, not saying the right thing, now all of a sudden you the one that stuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nothing the matter with that if you stuck up for the right reason. Right. Because when you've been delivered, you can <laughs> when you've been delivered, you can't go back there no more. The story of Solomon, you can't go back no more. You have to come out and you have to be restored because he says he'll supply all your needs. He said he'll give you everything that you desire, everything that you need. There's no need to go back there because guess what? I'm fixing for you. <laughs> you ain't got to fix it. You ain't got to drive back in your nice car. You ain't got to ride back in your nice camel because they're going to hear about you. Y'all ain't get that. Y'all ain't get that. <laughs> Most of the people that don't like you don't like you because what they heard. <laughs> it ain't that they don't like you for what they saw. But people say, oh, she's doing well. And you can tell when you done irritated the devil because the people face you off. <laughs> <laughs> they start, mm-hmm, that's all right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they got that. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, well, would I be? But let me get through 
this text, but understand that blind folk do blind folk things. When you can't see, you're cautious, but when the veil is removed, you tend to be a tad bit haphazard. The blind man was blind in a town where he had to do what people told him to do. He had to believe folk without seeing folk. He was blind in a town where he couldn't see, and those around couldn't see who was his friends and who wasn't. See, church, when you're blind and you can't see, you rely on other people and you doubt yourself. But the Bible says he that has begun a great work in you will see to his what? Completion. So whether you could see then and not now or see now and not then, let the Lord lead you and let the Lord direct you. Because the Bible says he is your light and your salvation. When you're no longer blind, you can see the light. When you're no longer blind, you know the shepherd, not just by his voice, but by his face. When you let the light of the world in your life, the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the cripple will walk. In this passage, the blind man couldn't go back the way he came because he met Jesus. Know that you can delay your deliverance, but you can never detour your destiny. See, I'm going to break it down and I'm taking my seat here. See, in the Bible, all that we're going through, church, is already in the Bible. All that we're dealing with is already in the Bible. Allow me to run through this and then I'm going to go on and grab my seat. God had Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve was used as a pawn by Satan. Satan then therefore sent the serpent to tip Adam and Eve. So God says, guess what? I got Noah. Noah, I'm going to get him to build an ark. And guess what? Satan began to mess with Noah that, that on the eve of reconstruction. And, and then God said, okay, okay, not a problem. Satan, I understand that we're playing a game of tit and tat here. And then God said, I'm sending Moses. And guess what? Moses didn't know what to say to Pharaoh. But guess what? Then Satan tempted Moses by having him to strike a rock. He, he, he hit the rock and then didn't know what to do and scratched his head. Didn't know what else to do. So God said, okay, not a problem, Satan. I see we're playing this game of back and forwards, back and forwards. We're volleying the ball. We're volleying the ball. So guess what? God says, I got David. David is a man that, guess what? He's going to dance clean out of his clothes. He's a man after my own heart. But Satan says, guess what, God? I got something for you. I'm going to send Bathsheba on his way. So guess what? God said, okay, okay. I'm all right with that. Whatever you want to do, holler. I'm good. So God says, guess what? I'm sending Jesus on down there. The king of kings and the Lord of lords. Satan says, guess what? I got something for that too. I'm going to send Judas on down there and see if Judas can get Jesus to detour. Matter of fact, I got a better one for you. You know the same guy that Jesus looked out for when he was on the war of Peter? I'm going to get Peter to deny Jesus one, uno, dos, three times. And guess what? Now, guess what, God? I got this. Well, Satan says to God, guess what now? Your son now has to die on the cross. And guess what, God? I got your key in check. And guess what? They hung Jesus on the cross, did they? Did they not? Satan said to God, why don't you go and hang it up, man? Go and hang it up, God. I got this already. The game is over. It's wrapped up, God. Guess what? I'm the man now. God says, not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. See, see, see. Even though you messed up Adam and Eve, even though you messed up Noah, even though you tried to mess up David, even though you tried to mess up Jesus, but guess what? I'm, I'm fine with everything. I'm going to show you just who I am. I am God and besides me, there's none other. I'm going to show you that I am large and in charge. I'm going to show you that I'm sovereign. I'm going to show you that I'm the way when there 
know what? I'm going to show you what I'm all about. So God refused to move. Oh, when Satan decided to send Judas and have Peter to deny him, Jesus was hanging on the cross. But God didn't say a word, church, on Friday. God didn't say a word on Saturday. But early, Sunday morning, God says, I've had enough. Checkmate. You can't hold the king. You can't get him in the tomb. You can't mess him up because I sent him for you. I sent him for her. I sent him on a mission. So guess what? Checkmate. It's over. Understand that when the blind couldn't see, Jesus stopped by. When the blind was walking ghostly, God stopped by. And God says, not another move. And I know I got some Bible folk in here. So David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Even though Bathsheba tried to tempt me, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. But guess what? Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. But you know what, y'all, y'all ain't getting it. Isaiah said it best, they that wait. Upon the Lord shall renew his strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle, and run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. They shall bop and have confidence. She's trying to fix you. No. Ain't about that. 
It ain't about you trying to get it right. It's about you coming to him. Weary, wounded, sad. Because I found in him a resting place. And he shall be glad. I just want to say to you, before I take my seat, there's nothing wrong with being blind. The only problem with being blind is when you don't let God lead you. All right. Amen. Hallelujah.